Hi, everybody. This is Dawn Mitchell, and welcome to Dawn of Sports. This week, I'm really excited. Jim and I get to feature Heather Rule. She is not only a social media coordinator for Major League Baseball and the Twins, she is an author who has written 12 books, and especially so, Sports for Kids. They're awesome. I've been reading them, so that tells you a lot about me. And also, she is a freelance sports journalist here in Minnesota. Everyone in the Twin Cities knows Heather Rule. And if you're an introvert, I'm an ambivert. If you're an introvert, you're going to love this. And it will actually give you strength to follow your dreams. So, Don, lots going on. We both spend a lot of time around the Vikings. The Wolves are still one of the most interesting teams in the entire country. The Wild just won a big game. Go for women still playing well. We'll give you your Aurora moment. We also get to our FDG later. But I think we have to start with the Vikings. We're talking here on Thursday morning, and they are about to start a three-game gauntlet against divisional opponents. They could theoretically still win the division. They could very easily miss the playoffs altogether. I want to ask you this, though. My wife's a Vikings fan. You and I have both spent time around the Vikings and Viking fans. I feel like this is such a weird juncture for this franchise and this fan base right now. They have you know, a chance They have a chance to go to the so playoffs, right. and yet I don't sense excitement. I just sense, oh, God, what's going to happen this weekend? You know, Jim, the craziest thing is this past week, and these are people that are aware of Vikings. They claim to be Vikings fans. They say, oh, they watch. And, I, and you know, my, my mom watches all the time. It's too bad about the Vikings. And I said, yeah, I'm thinking quarterback situation. I'm like, yeah, right. you know. And they go, I can't believe they're they're out of it already. There's nothing to root for. I'm, I'm like, no, no, they're, they're not done. Like, no, they're done. They're terrible. Like they lost in Vegas. I go, well, they won in Vegas. So <laughs> mentally they think they lost. I go, no, they actually won that game. Well, then they the last loss they had, they're out of it. I go, they're not. And I've never, either you have Vikings fans thinking, oh, here we go again. We're terrible. This always happens to us. Or we're going to win the Super Bowl. But I've never had people not really be with it to, in their heart, think they're done and not realize the importance of these last three games. It's been a strange week for me. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I know. And, you know, partly because of our business, we are into every game every week, the angles every week, the scenarios every week. I really do feel like there are a lot of Viking fans who either gave up when they got off to a bad start or gave up when they, you know, maybe lost to the Bears at home mm-hmm. uh, or or did almost mentally consider the the Raiders game some kind of a loss. And, and they feel like this team is just buried. And, and we're in a weird position of saying, okay, all of your individual concerns might be accurate. The quarterback situation might be a mess. Uh, the two tush pushes in a row might be completely embarrassing. They might have injury <laughs> problems. There might be all kinds of – but we got to go with the math here, especially right. in this league where, any, where we see eight upsets every week. Uh, the Vikings could still win the freaking division. Well, for me, um, just even the sports fan side of me that enjoys the game and also the journalist, I said the last three games are going to be exciting. So yeah. it's either going to be I'm willing to be surprised and wow or woo, brace yourself. You know, it could go yeah. either way. And that's kind of what I think is the exciting part of it. And Vikings fans may not. They might have to get like, you know, their Dramamine. They don't want to be nauseous around Christmas. Or it could be like the best weekend 
um, starting with Sunday ever. I go, I can't stress to you guys enough how big Sunday is. And my friend's mom, who always time, every time I see her, she's a huge Vikings fan. And she's always talking to me about the Vikings. She's like, oh, okay, I'll watch then Sunday. I was like, what? Wow. You weren't going to watch? I'm like, it's a huge game. This is a strange fan base. Let's let's face it, because there's, as you said, there is built up scar tissue over many decades. <laughs> Good way to and put yet, <laughs> and yet, there's also the Viking fan who thinks that every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. And Delusional, think, right? Right. And and reality is, this is a franchise that usually competes and usually contends. And yes, the ending will likely disappoint you because we can't predict that the team's going to win the Super Bowl. But I, I think. God, it goes back to the old Mike Tice line, right? Enjoy the season. I mean, yeah, this is a fascinating season in which every game has been interesting and most of the games have been competitive. I, as someone who not only watches sports, but writes about sports, I like that. I like the fact that every game is meaningful. They also have power in being the underdog right now. You know, this is a team that once Kirk Cousins went down, once Je Justin Jefferson, you know, missed a stretch of time, had every excuse in the book to tank, right? And nobody would have blamed them. Well, they're without their two superstars. And this team didn't do that. They're like a a, a BU study of the brain, right? Like how Kevin O'Connell has kind of got them ready for these. Yeah, sometimes there's a stinker, but you can have a really talented team and have a stinker game. So, um, and it doesn't matter what happened in Vegas, right? They pulled off the magic and yeah. uh, pulled out a W. So I'm excited to see. I'm a little nervous and I saw it when the schedule first came out before we even knew that the lions would back up what we thought they would do. I was a little nervous about two lions matches in three games, you know? Um, but that also makes it exciting. It's, it comes down to the wire and this is what you want in December. Um, yeah. I don't want to see bad calls. I don't want to see failed tush pushes. I don't want to see interceptions at the goal line. You know, I, I don't want to see bad football, but it's exciting. Like you said, follow the numbers. Like what yeah. this team can do. And I have to fight against it too. People saying, well, what's the point? They're just going to be one and done in the playoffs, right? I think my urge to Vikings fans, and I'm not Pollyanna about this, is to resist that urge, right? Resist Because a group think I think is powerful. I do believe in all of that stuff. Resist that urge. Kind of ha have the Colts mentality when they came all the way back and beat them. Have it like, hey, anything can happen. Who knows? Well, That's how I I'm going. Yeah, and that's where I'm. I am too, and I think we're in the minority. But that doesn't mean we're wrong. That's right. That's right, right. Jim. We could be the brilliant ones. Dawn of Sports stars Don Mitchell from Fox Nine. I'm Jim Suhan from Start to Be. And Brandon Morton is our longtime producer. If you like what you hear at TalkNorth.com, any show, please subscribe at your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, and we appreciate all the support. Uh, check out all the other shows. We have the Viking Update Show, Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, Krasinski on the Wolves, Russo on the Wild, John Millay on Preps, Chin Music with Roy and Lavelle. Check it all out. Outdoor content, variety content, big names, great lineup. Uh, check it out, talknorth.com. We do appreciate it. We're coming to you from Aquarius Home Services Studios. We want to thank our sponsors. Longtime sponsor, Rudy Luther Toyota, big supporter of women's sports, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. Uh, before we get to the Wolves and officiating and the Wild and women's sports and our Aurora moment, just want to let you know that all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. Visit allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free solar evaluation, whether you want to go solar 
home, business, or both. Thanks to our longtime sponsorship. Thanks also to Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. All right, so my FTG this week involves the Wolves, but we're going to go big picture Wolves here for a second. They lose a tough game in Philly. They win a tough game in Miami the week before that. We're talking on Thursday morning. They played the Lakers on Thursday night. It's a brutal stretch of schedule. They're hanging in there. Uh, the, the loss to Philly was almost un, almost predictable. Uh, I do find it fascinating that this team has won such a variety of games. That Monday night game in Miami against Jimmy Butler, against a really well-coached team. You're down 15 early. They come back to win it. I know they're getting off slow starts, but this team, speaking of entertainment value, is incredibly entertaining. And to watch them come back from 15 down against Miami, against one of the best coaches in the league, against one of the toughest players, uh, against one of the toughest teams to beat. I mean, this is this is just this is one of the sports stories of the year, I think. Yeah, and I, I know that teams should not get off to slow starts. I understand that, but sometimes just the reality of this guy of their travel schedule at this time of year, it's kind of like that. They have families too. I always try to look at from, a, you know, like a team point of view, like who's traveling, what's going on. But also Anthony Edwards is not up to 100%. So I, I don't know why in my mind I'm giving them a little bit of slack, but the fact that they can turn a 15-point deficit around and how Carl Anthony Towns is playing, and I'm also, I'm honking my horn. I'm honking for Nas Reed. So you get those two guys recently and how they've been playing. Um, I think they can beat any team in the league. Now, am I nervous when they have to face the Lakers? I know the Lakers aren't having as good a year as the the Wolves are, but we all know that Anthony Davis and LeBron, they can, they can kind of bite you, especially like on fast breaks and stuff. But I, I kind of agree with you, Jim, that this team is winning in such a, Variety. That's a great way of putting it. Variety of ways. So it's not like they just have a patent way of just kind of coming at teams. They seem to match up well. And I really like how Chris Finch also will kind of change things up to they, they change the tempo a little bit and, and they kind of get back into games. And I've been enjoying that. Yes, uh, my FTG does involve the Wolves in the NBA. I think I think Don might break the mold and use FTG, which are initials you can probably figure out for a positive purpose here uh, as the holidays approach uh let's go to our women's sports uh i don't know what you have on your on your mind right now i'm going to highlight aoka lee uh she went to byron high school in byron minnesota i wrote about her a few years ago when she kind of had a breakout game center for kansas state uh she's had some serious knee injuries that have uh dampened her career or I guess delayed her career, but now she is a powerhouse senior center on a very good team. She has been second team All-American. She's been Big 12 freshman of the year, uh, three times first time, all Big 12. Now she's in her senior year. Uh, she is a dynamite player. I would keep an eye on her. I would also keep an eye on her uh, in next year's uh, WNBA draft because she could be a force. 
I, I just love watching her. Um, I follow on Twitter sometimes when yep. people are at the games and, and they'll, they'll put that on there. Cause if I can't get to the games, if I'm working and she seems to always do it all with a smile too. Like what I love about these young female athletes is that they're loving it. They know when a game is going well, they know when they're playing well and just the joy when they're doing it. So I enjoy watching her enjoy playing so well, if that makes real, real sense. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been, it's been so great that finally, you know, I love seeing, young women get their accolades or their flowers that people say now, but uh, it's been fun to watch her. Mine, and I know we've talked about this team before, but I have people stopping me at Walgreens, CVS, grocery stores, anything. By the way, they're not sponsored. I just said where I was. Um, <laughs> uh, the Gopher women's basketball team. I have people stop me and say, how about, they can't say Plitza White. It's okay. I, I'll, I'll teach them. But they just go, the dawn. other Dawn, the other Dawn. And I'm like, oh, don't, don't let her know that she's the other Dawn. But they're being polite to me like she's amazing we can't believe it they'll know they're like they're 10 and one or they're on this and this they're on like a, a seven game winning streak and i'm just like yeah they are so to finally again hear just random people out and about and not in the business talk about the gopher women's basketball team again um and they loved lindsey whalen they talked about lindsey but to to talk specifics and um and no stats I, i'm i'm pleasantly surprised just at the grocery store when people just kind of come up to you and, and want to talk about it so and there's been a little stretch you know i said walking around the lakes people would stop me and want to talk about the gopher women's hockey team too um, and I'm like, gosh, I wish it would be, you know, more than it was the volleyball team. But I'm like, I want it to be on an everyday basis that along with the men's sports, there's something good that someone stops me and talks about the women. So, uh, and Maura Braun, man, she's still powering away. <laughs> I think she's averaging close to 25, 26 points. I'm not looking at the stats. I just know every single game she's always getting like 25, 26 points per game. So, um, and by far, she's not the only star on the team, but just coming off. Um, their most recent win. So I think they have a home game at the barn today. I mean, today is Thursday. I think they're yep. playing Lindenwood. So yep. um, gosh, I, I, I'm hoping that they can just keep this rolling. I think they will, but um, that's just been, that's been awesome for me to see so far. Yep. So they're 10 and one. They should beat Lindenwood, be 11 and one with an eight game winning streak going back into the yeah. big 10. They're one and oh in the big 10. And it's interesting because the other teams that are 1-0 in the Big Ten include the number four hockey, Hawkeyes, number 13, Ohio State, number 16, Indiana. Maryland isn't ranked, but they're so well coached, they're going to be a factor. So the question is, can the, you know, are the Gophers ready to fight the teams at the top of the conference? Because right. honestly, it would be a, a great step forward if they just kind of hang tough in the Big Ten. And if they're, right. they're kind of a good middle of the pack team that has a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, that would be a, a major step forward for this that program. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I hate when people say, yeah, well, look at the teams they beat. I'm like, just look at the improvement already. Just so, you know, I don't know. It's a Christmas spirit. I'm being so positive today. You are. And, and that's I, you, allowed. And, that, and let's just call me poly positive. <laughs> let's let's segue into our next Semi-positive segment, FTG. Mine's is negative and Dawn's is positive. Figure, <laughs> go figure. Uh, my FTG is NBA officials. And oh, I'm just talking okay, specifically. And listen, I I usually don't get into officiating because it's the easy cop-out. It's the easy emotional response. Oh, the local team won. It's the official's fault. Uh, this is broader than that. When I watch the NBA, there are too many reputations. Calls made, and we saw it on Wednesday night with Joel Embiid. 
every time somebody brushed against him, it was a foul. And so you have a massive seven foot, 280 pound guy running people over, driving to the basket, uh, sweeping the ball through to create contact. And every time he made contact with a wolf, the wolf got the foul call. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that's why they lost. Uh, no. And, and Embiid, had, Embiid had a great game, and he's a great player. And he deserves a certain amount of respect uh, in terms of getting calls. But you can't have Rudy Gobert out there getting run over and have the foul be on Gobert. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a problem in the NBA for a long time, maybe since the – you know, probably before the days of Michael Jordan, but especially since Jordan, where the star gets the benefit of the doubt – and gets to just dictate how the entire game goes because he knows he can get a call whenever he wants. It just drove me the, the way they officiated the game on Wednesday night drove me crazy. Yeah, there's a difference between um, giving respect and giving a free pass. Yep. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, you're All bringing right. out some of the Scrooge in me. All right. Know. Well, no, now you be, you get the chance to be positive now. Okay, so fantastic, that guy. I have to give a shout out. <laughs> After six long months, I graduated from physical therapy. Oh, yes. And so at TCO, Twin Cities Orthopedics, and I can give him a shout out now because his, his last day is actually the 23rd. He got engaged. He's moving back to Wisconsin. He's moving to Madison. So he's not even going to be here. But the person, I'm not an easy patient. Let's just put it that way because I don't have patience. You know, like as soon as I hurt my leg, I want to be walking again. So his name is Jamie Palmer. He was my physical therapist. He graduated me yesterday, but with homework. See, like he knows me like, okay, I'm graduating you, but it doesn't mean you're done. You still need to do X, Y, and Z three times a week and gave me a schedule. And, and, uh, he's still going to check up on me, even though he's going to be gone. But I just want to say he's, there's fantastic. So fantastic. That guy is right there. Uh, Jamie Palmer for getting me through. I, it was bad. I don't know if people knew I had a uh, a fractured tibial plateau and a Oof. torn meniscus um, uh, right before Vikings training camp. <laughs> Fantastic of me. And, um, you know, it's it's been a process because I told them I did not want to miss a beat. I still wanted my goal was to be off crutches um, before the first travel game to the Eagles for the Vikings. And we made that like he knows I, I sometimes I push myself after the Eagles game. He was mad at me because my leg was all swollen up, blown up because I pushed it going through airports. And, and people don't know when we go on the road how much like walking and, you know, you're carrying stuff. And it's, it, it is a, gr a physical grind. Um, so I just thank him for his patience and actually that it's it's strong now. And um, I can actually get back. to. I didn't think I'd be able to. And I'm not quite sure I want to, but I can get back to running. So my FTG is Jamie Palmer from Twin Cities Orthopedics. The Good awesome, deal. awesome guy. And I'm happy for you because I know you, you know, you and I have been talking even before we started doing the podcast and meeting and, and just, I'm sure it was very painful, but you also just had to deal with crutches and, you know, deal with, I mean, you know, I just, I, speaking of patience, I don't have the patience for all that. That's why I'm glad I've never had a knee problem. <laughs> well, and you know, I said, I remember, and this is a, a podcast for another day, you know, um, being a mm -hmm. woman kind of plays a role in it because I said, you know, when you're a woman and you're vulnerable, that's that's right. hard. When you're yeah. physically vulnerable, when you know that you can usually run or, you you, you know, you if something happens, you're physically able to get yourself out of that situation, a kick or a run or whatever. Um, when you start thinking about that, you're like, um, I don't like this. 
And that's why I actually, I would pull my, my brace down when I was on air. Um, and some people mm-hmm. like, oh, they just thought it was like a little ego. They didn't want to see it with my dress or anything. And I said, no, I just, I didn't want people out there to know I was less than if right. that physically. Um, and so it's funny because I told Jamie that he's like, I didn't even think of that. That's going to yeah. help me going forward. I said, yeah, it's just living as a woman in this world is just a different, not that you always have to be on guard, you know, but you have to be smart about things. Um, so that for me was, I didn't like it. I said, oh no, you know, I'm going to be a feisty old lady. I can tell you right now. I'm like, I can do that. No, I'm going to walk to the grocery store myself. You know, like, well, we have cars, grandma, you know, like that's going to be me. Um, But so I learned a lot about myself in the stretch as well. But um, you're reminding me, uh, the comedian Louis CK did an entire uh, bit once talking about how basically women and I'm, so I'm, I'm bringing, trying to bring some humor to this while also acknowledging the reality, which is right, right. that that he said, basically women, it's like they should view men as bears, you know, uh-huh. until until you can prove that the bear actually is well-trained and isn't going to eat you, you probably shouldn't go near the bears. Uh, right. And he did, and he did this whole segment and it was very funny and very apropos uh, of re- the way life works. And then he got caught exposing himself to women, which proved his point. Exactly. And I also say the body, um, the body remembers. And way back when I was in college, they, they used to have walking cast kids. They didn't always have boots. <laughs> you had like mm-hmm. a 30 pound cast. Um, so I had a 30 pound, I broke two bones in the arch of my foot, um, dancing, never try to do like a releve or a spin or a move on a rug. That's, That's why it. there's I, hardwood I'm floors. canceling my weekend plans. <laughs> I'm not going to do those things. I snapped two bones in the arch of my foot. Um, I actually didn't know I did it at first. So that's, a, again, another story for another day because I don't feel pain the way I should. Um, so I had to call my mom like, Mom, what happens when you hear something snap? How do you know if it's Ooh. broken? That kind of thing. Um, but I was fine. Nothing happened. Let me preface the story. But I was living in off-campus housing and I was on crutches in a cast and a guy attacked me in my apartment. So. Oh. He was on drugs. Nothing happened. I was fine. But what stuck with me is I could have, I could have kicked that guy's butt and run away. I was an right. college athlete, but I couldn't in that situation. Right. So I just think it's, everyone feels that way. Men, I, the Vikings players were so good to me. Daniel Hunter actually said, like, so how are you doing mentally? Because injuries mm-hmm. really hurt mentally. And I said, yeah, it's, it's a hurdle because I want to still be able to do everything. I want to be the first to get the guy coming off the field. Um, so I would just say everyone that I was been around this summer has just been a blessing for me in a, um, in a, just a strong positive way. Cause I was like, you know what, maybe this just forced you to slow down a little bit. Um, right. so, but yeah, but there's so many things out there and your body, I'm like, I don't know why this injury is so hard on me. It's, it's not like, I fractured it in 12 places, you know, I'm, I'm thankful it wasn't, I didn't need surgery. It's a fracture. I just had to stay off it for two months, uh, two plus nine weeks or something. But, um, the athletes know and your body remembers. So that's just my lesson for today, kids. Good good (laughs) stuff. And now let's get to our Aurora moment in honor of our friend Andre Yak, who started the Minnesota Aurora, still one of the best stories in the country. Uh, They've been having tryouts. uh, I follow them on Twitter, MN Aurora FC. Uh, You can also go to MNAurora.com slash play with us or just MinnesotaAurora.com. You'll be able to figure it out. And you can get on their tryout wait list by emailing chance 
at mnaurora.com. They have a recruitment form at that website. Uh, and if so you want to play for them, if you want to find out more about them, check out mnaurora.com. Uh, we highly recommend the experience if you're a young soccer player. And uh, eventually, they'll have a, a tryout that you can get into. So that's my MinnesotaAurora.com. All right. Uh, unless you have any other thoughts, why don't you introduce your guest? Okay. Well, I do have two quick thoughts, first of all. Um, the interesting PJ Fleck that emerged with the whole Koi Persich situation, uh, Perch, okay. excuse me, um, situation with, I, I want to go back and learn his quotes about juice. Um you're juiceless if you're useless. Uh, see, I'm totally messing it up, but um, it, it made me laugh, and I'm excited that they got Koi. I am keeping like a top pick in the state. So, congrats to the Gopher football team for landing a recruit. I know that that's a big deal here. Um, and also, yay, wild. Now, I never say this, Jim, but they beat my hometown Bruins in True. an awesome game, Kirill with two goals. There's going to be a rematch on Saturday. I don't think my family listens to my podcast yet, but I got them. I bought them they tickets should. to surprise them. Oh, cool. So th- they'll be going. Um, I'm just, I, I'm really loving. I hate the fact that anyone has to get fired, that Dean Everson got fired, but it's been a turnaround for this team. So I love, I love watching how um, they're playing. So those are my flowers to the wild and to the Gophers. Good. And that was the biggest win of the season, winning at Boston against an excellent team after and while being down two to one, you know, midway through the third period and rallying. That was impressive. And finally, they got goals out of Caprice off as good as he is an all around player. He's got to score goals for this team. Yes. And with Matt Zuccarello out and Spurgeon yep. and Brodeen, they needed that. So um, and a shout out to Matt Boldy. You know, it's he's playing great. He's playing great, and that's that's his hometown, you know. Yep. So kid, kid goes back and gets that. So that's that's awesome. Yes. All right. Who's your guest today? Okay, so my guest today, and I'm really excited. I've wanted her on for a while um, for many reasons. Heather Rule, and I'm going to start with her being an author because her mom loves that the most, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And it's difficult to be a, a writer in this day and age. But Heather Rule not only is an author, she is a freelance sports journalist that can write on a multitude of platforms, and she's here in the Twin Cities and from here. And also, she's a social media quarter for. Uh, coordinator for Major League Baseball and most specifically the Twins. And that is no small task when you have to basically be the personality of a team. And so to wear all those different hats um, and to be a self-proclaimed introvert, if you're introverted out there and you think you can't go into sports media or anything, Heather Rule will change your life. So I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. Yes, uh, Heather's a friend and works like crazy. Uh, it's, you know, being a freelance journalist gives you some freedoms. It also means you're always scrambling. So she's one of the hardest working people I know. So I'm glad, glad Heather's on with us. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to Dawn of Sports and stick around and listen to Heather. Well, my guest this week, I've really been looking forward to having Heather Rule on. Heather is not only an author of many books, also a freelance sports journalist and social media coordinator, all of Major League Baseball and most specifically with the Twins. I don't know when you find time to actually come here on a podcast. I, and I, excuse me. I've read a lot of your books, but I didn't realize I was going through the list last week how many you have written. Like I just, yeah. the children books and stuff, I just have a soft spot in my heart for that when Sean Jensen does the middle school rules. So what made you 
first of all, let's talk about being an author. That sounds so cool. (laughs) Second of all, what made you decide to go that genre? Right. Well, first of all, my mom is going to love that you started with the books because she loves talking about that. And that's it's something that I sometimes for not forget to mention, but it's kind of a, a side thing because I look at it as it's under the whole umbrella of all of my freelance work that I do. So yes. it's just kind of one other thing. Well, look, I wrote, so <laughs> that's what I had to, I had to yeah, write the whole list. I exactly. was like, what? Yeah. So, but what? she'll be glad we're talking about the books. Um, that, well, so much of my uh, freelance work has come from just meeting other people and networking with people. A lot of it came from meeting them at Target Field and Patrick Donnelly, who's a, a freelance writer, author. He um, worked at the company Redline Editorial and the first books I did were they had this women in sports series. So mm-hmm. I did women in sports media and women in the Olympics. And we were just sitting at Target Field having the meal before the game. And he said, well, actually, we should have you do some of these books. Like, I mean, wow. this would be really cool to have you. So I said, yeah, I mean, it wasn't something I really knew about or had thought about exactly. But I mean, they kind of, you know, have these series and, and titles. You kind of, you know, if they're looking for authors. You can kind of pick and choose which ones you want to do or have time for. I mean, it's a pretty quick timeline to research them and write them and get them done. So yeah, I did the first couple and now I've done 12 of them. Wow. That's, <laughs> what, that's like what blew my amazing. mind. Yeah. I've read the women ones and then yeah. all of a sudden I was just online and I said, oh, I wonder if there's any recent ones. I'm like, what? 12? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and there's like a whole variety of stuff too. There's um, another one that I really like doing was, um, uh, goats of auto racing to yes. some big indie car fans. So getting to put that together and figure out, okay, which drivers do I want to talk about? And so that was when I had a big head start on like kind of the research for it and I kind of knew what to do. But there were some like uh, gymnastics and I wrote a book about Candace Parker, who I don't know as much about. So there was a lot more involved like, okay, let me really dig in and research this and figure it out. And then you get all your research and then you have to figure out, okay, I have to write it and then edit it way down to make mm-hmm. it fit for a children's book. Um, and is, that's hard, isn't it? It is hard. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to, like, as I say, like dumb it down or, right. you know, you don't want to kind of write it very basic like that, but it's, you know, show, don't tell. And it's, but it's still the word count that you have to work with and the chapters and how you break it up. It's, you know, there's not a lot of room there to talk about so many different things that you want to write about in the book. So it is a bit of a challenge. And I, a lot of times I joke I write longer anyway. I always have to end up Edit. self-editing myself. Girl, you and me so, both. I mean, when you yeah. when all of a sudden you have a two-minute <laughs> sports cast, right? right? Like, I can go two minutes on the Vikings. Yeah, like, could, okay, cut it I down. I could go way long on this. Yeah, so that's, um, so yeah, it was challenging, but it's, they're fun. I mean, and I, I joke too because of their deadlines. Um, you know, it's a good thing to have those in place because I might not have finished one by now. Like, wow. there's always some way to kind of, you know, I could just put this off, but you really have to focus. And I think with each one, I got better and a little more efficient at managing my time and spreading it out so I could make sure I'm not, you know, crunch time finishing it all in one night or something. So do you have like, say like the Candace Parker book, do you have to go meet her? Do you have to talk to her? Do you just do research? Do you have to get her approval? I mean, how does that work? Just research, basically internet nice. research, um, book research too. It was funny. So last week, um, I was at my elementary school media center. My mom and I volunteer there. We, you know, put the books back on the When do you have time for that? (laughs) Once a week for about an hour. I'm I'm over there. Yeah. And so the, um, teacher at us had said, well, do you want, 
pick out a couple of your books because I have a few of them in the library there. And she was teaching a, a lesson. So some of the kids asked some questions. Oh, how sweet is that? That was a couple of them. It's like, well, you know, where do you, you know, do the research for this? Or how do you? And one of the girls said, well, not everything on the Internet is true. And I said, yes, that is Correct. So, but it's a lot of it is finding like news articles or magazine articles, even to just cite uh, as the sources. Um, but yeah, books. Uh, the first books I did, I got a bunch from the from the library. But I think you realize too, you don't necessarily need a ton of sources because then you're going to have all this information. It gets a little more mm -hmm. overwhelming. So, but also being a journalist that helps you suss out right. like yeah. what is a good site or not. You know, yeah. it's like I find myself teaching a lot of my friends. So like, well, this look at that, and and my friends are smart. I'm like, yeah, but look at the look at the source it comes from. Right. You know, like games are us. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I didn't even look yeah. at that. So we're a little more savvy when we're in this business as to okay, what's legit, what's all that. I thought it was cool. God, this is kind of going back a little bit but when I worked in Chicago Candace was in high school so we had her on our show she was like the first girl in Chicago to dunk a basketball yeah, and yep. and all that stuff so for me just to kind of see her career and you know and now being a mom and just everything that she has done and accomplished when I saw that you saw that when you wrote that book and then it was specifically for younger kids and I'm like how powerful for a young girl to pick up that book and read. So first of all, I want to thank you just on behalf of women, but just do you stop and think sometimes, I know your mom does, she but does. How, the, how that impacts people. Um, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. I think, I, I think my favorites were those first two that I did, the yeah. women in sports. Series. Yes. Um, because I think there's always just the continuous conversations going on about women in sports, women working in sports, and just kind of how far things have, have come. And yeah, I mean, it is really cool to be a part of that and to be recognized for that. I'd try. <laughs> I'm a little humble sometimes. Uh, so my mom could tell you that too. Yeah. But. Well, let's just jump backwards before I get into all your other freelance and the social media stuff that you do, which is amazing, by the way, because sometimes for me, it's just an afterthought. And I'm always amazed at people who craft it and do it so well, especially for a team. I mean, that's a huge responsibility. How did you, when you're young Heather, how did you decide, I really like that sports avenue? Sure. Well, it started with writing, obviously. And uh -huh. Reading. I mean, one of the things my dad has said too is, "Well, you always had a book in your hand." And even now, I've you know, I have a book in my purse most of the time. Oh, like, really? What are you just, reading right now? Can you share? Um, I'm reading uh fiction. Just um, is it Catherine Center? I think is the oh, author. Yeah. I've read a few of her books lately that I really like. Um, so yeah, just it always it started with reading. Yeah, writing. I always liked English class in school. Um, and then in college, actually, was where kind of the sports. St. Thomas, right? Yeah, St. Uh -huh. Thomas, yeah. Because yep. um, I got on the newspaper there when there was still a physical print newspaper. Um, now it's a whole media website. But um, I started picking up sports stories and I discovered, huh, I really like writing about this too because I'd been a sports fan so much, mm -hmm. like growing up in middle school and high school. And so I thought, well, why don't just write about them too? Um, so it kind of started there with picking up sports stories and then being sports editor of the paper there my last year or two. So kind of just decided, yeah, this is what I like. <laughs> Was there a moment so. when you started viewing sports differently 
when all of a sudden it's kind of your job, even though you're still in college, but you're doing it you're like, oh, this took a turn. Um, like you might like it yeah. more or you just see it in a different way. I don't know. That's a good question. Not not necessarily. I think now I notice it more because if I go to a game like as a fan yeah. instead of working, like it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you have to turn because, like off part of your brain, right, right. to enjoy it. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. it's 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 different. Um, or like going down to spring training games for, for the twins. I wouldn't go down there to work, but my folks and I went down there for vacation. I got to just watch a couple games in the nice weather, which was really fun because now I haven't been to a twins game at target field as a fan since like, I don't know, 2014, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's the part of it. I noticed that's, that's different. And then I think sometimes people don't necessarily understand because they're not in it and they think, well, you just go and you just watch the games and you know, it's all fun. I'm like, well, yes, it is. I mean, it's a great job, but you still are going to work too. Right. You know, you're, you're doing your job. So it's a great office. It's a great place to work. And sometimes you're in the middle of maybe crafting what you need to do for social media. And you're like, well, what was that? What's the score now? You know, people are like, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. even when I talk to my friends about it, it's like, well, you were there at the game. I go, right, but I'm working sometimes. Yes. Like, it's nothing on press row for someone to be like, hey, like, who just fumbled that? You yeah, know, it's not like, oh, you're not oh, yeah. paying attention. You're actually, you're doing your work. And then like, oh, I, I looked away for a half a second. Right. Yes. right to, to hit send. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Or you're writing, like, during a lot of the state tournament games. Games I cover there, you know, we do a lot of back-to-back -back games. And so, you know, maybe for like the first period of the next hockey game, I'm still transcribing and writing from the previous game. Right. Cause you're on deadline. Yeah. Deadlines and you, you got to get it done. You can't get behind that kind of thing. So yeah. it's still like you're, you're paying attention and you're kind of noting things, but you're, you still need to get the previous game done too. Well, Heather, we were talking about when you, um, first graduated college and then you just kind of got into it and how you start, we're, we, see sports just in a whole different way um, when it comes to the social media aspect of it, especially where it has to be clever. It's got to be funny. It's got to be something Major League Baseball wants, something the Twins want. Uh, can you, for the people that are listening at home that may not understand exactly what you do for for the team, but also for it's the levity of the situation, right? Um, how, how do you rise above the pressure and just kind of have fun with it. And then, and those are the ones that go viral or all that stuff. Well, I don't think about the pressure too much, but it, I think helps. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, but well, one of the things I realized pretty quickly too, was just um, how different it is like coming into it as a journalist with that objectivity and, yeah. um, but then working for major league baseball, well, it was major league baseball up until 2021. And then the, twins hired me on so doing how the did same you get job. that to begin with the major league baseball gig that's huge yeah that was a lot of uh networking with people um i was in uh fergus falls working as a news reporter at the paper and came back to the cities and was just kind of trying to figure out the next thing because i hadn't done sports my first couple of jobs out of college just okay it was news yeah just because there wasn't I, I couldn't find something in sports yeah, right away so so I came back here and I was kind of trying to figure out, well, a lot of my friends from school have, you know, they're doing PR or they're working for communications or whatever. So I did a lot of networking with people and just was trying to learn about their jobs and what they do and what they like. And one of the people I met with was Chris Isles from the Twins. Oh, awesome. And, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So and we just kind of kept 
connected and kept in touch. And he said, well, here's, you know, this, this job, it was at the time kind of a new program with major league baseball, but he said it works really closely with us at the twins. So I was one of, uh, there were six of us for, you know, different teams for major league baseball before I think we eventually got to, I think all of the teams, all the teams, right. Yeah. So it's only six at the beginning. Yeah. Wow. So, and it was, I mean, and I pretty much still do just Twitter for the most part. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see how that part of it has evolved with how the platforms change and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a lot more kind of score updates and that kind of thing. And it's turned into a lot more, you know, sharing of gifts and again, trying to be really super clever. And I think I realized too, that not everything is going to be like your best, funniest, capture the moment kind of viral. We say that in TV, it's not a resume day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, so, like you just have to get it on. Right. You just have to try. And sometimes it's not going to be the mind. And sometimes the longer you wait thinking about it, then kind of the moment is passed a little bit. Yeah. You got to, because a lot of it, especially with Twitter and that platform, is getting stuff up quickly. So it's such timely. a fluid wall. Right. Yeah. Yep. So there's, you know, the videos and photos. And we, I'm, you know, part of a team too. We have someone else doing Instagram and we have, you know, photographers and videographers that are, you know, sharing us content that we okay. can put on the platforms too. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a balance, but I mean, there's, yeah, some posts sometimes will just kind of click. And a lot of it too is keeping tabs with pop culture stuff or TV yes. references or movie references to kind of work that in with, you know, players names or, you know, the situation that's happening on the field that, that kind of thing. So, and it's a lot of too. What, what I love, especially when I see teams do this or companies, where it's not so stilted, right? But it it's kind of on the pulse of what's going on, or what the nation feels, or like what Twins fans feel, right? Um, I think it was that football game just last week where it was like sixty three to whatever, right? I think when um, the the, oh my God, I'm spacing it. It was the Lions and who else did they play? They, they just blew them out. The, charge, the Chargers? Yes, the Chargers. The, uh, and the Raiders? You. The or, Raiders yeah. and Chargers. This is how many football games I've watched <laughs> the past few days. So I'm watching that and then I looked at the Twitter and the Chargers account had, we scored one! <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and it, it just, it's one of those things where it may not age well, like, ha ha ha. But in that moment, that's what, you know, you just have to laugh. I mean, you're getting so beat up that I think any Chargers fans were feeling that exact same thing. It has to be on the pulse for that moment. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I find would be the hardest thing to do is, and also for a team, you also, you're giving their Twitter account a personality you know, or, or what they want to convey to do the teams ever give you guys suggestions or they just like, Oh, we love that stuff. Or what's the feedback like? Yeah. Not, not a ton. Usually there, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of keep doing what you're doing sort of. Um, but yeah, just a lot of just, I don't know. I had one, I think where I kind of tried to, I went maybe went over the line a little bit like, yeah, maybe don't do that. I mean, it was nothing like right. too terrible or anything like, yeah, maybe let's just not go that direction and just, okay. So you kind of see maybe what they want a little bit. I think it, some of those ones where you try to poke fun at yourself a little bit as yeah. a team, 
it's kind of an acquired taste. I mean, some teams lean into that way more than other teams do. Some teams don't like that. And fans too, they can be a very split. Yes. Some people are very serious about it. Like, well, why are you making, the team is losing. Don't call them the Twinkies. Why are you right. doing this? Like, it's not funny. And, right. You know, that kind of stuff. So you're not going to please everybody either. No. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so. That's where the tricky part happens. Right. Yeah. But you're, you're not going to grow if you don't try those things. Right. Yeah. You know, I agree. And at least the twins give you that leeway, like maybe just not that direction. Yeah. Rather than, no, you can't do that. You're like, oh, because you don't want to stifle. It's, it's still creative. Right. And like you said, from where it started to how it is now, like Twitter, X, whatever, um, and how people use social media. Um, and thanks for saying GIF. That's what I say. I don't say Jeff. But yeah, I do yeah, not say yeah, Jeff. I don't say I don't Jeff. Know. Jeff's a peanut, peanut butter, butter but, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know some people are going to don't, don't email me and say it's <laughs> Jeff and it's a hard G or soft G or whatever. I'm, I'm happy with either one, but I say GIF. Yes. Um, it's, it's really hard to just kind of keep up on. Sometimes I think I'm good with pop culture and what's going on. And then sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what that meant. Right. Yeah. Well, and UrbanDictionary.com. Yes. Yeah. I struggle with that sometimes <laughs> too. Um, I am not a Swifty. I'm yes. not a big, t- like her music's fine. I'll listen to it, but I'm not. And versus some of the other people on the social media team are Swifties. They can like w- weave so, in the lyrics yeah, into their so thing. So they can do that. So, so that's something that's really not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Friends references, yes. Oh, that, there you go. That is, yep, all me. I'm all over that. So anything kind of <laughs> millennial, I, yeah. I've got down. Yeah. So out of all of the hats that you wear, let's just say from from an impact point of view, apparently, like you said, you haven't really thought about that your books can reach young young kids or like tw- um, there's people that want to be social media people and they might want to pick your brain. And even, I didn't even know you did news before. Out of all of those hats that you wear, what do you think was the hardest at the beginning and that you think you've grown the most? And sometimes it's like from, you know, doing news, like I, for there's a couple of years I was anchoring a show news wise um, on Fox nine. We did a thing called the five for a little bit. And I think even though it, the concept didn't last very long, I grew so much just kind of being in that situation and um, TV is TV, but when you can start leaning in a different way, it kind of changes how you see things. Is there anything like that for you? I think even with my first news jobs, really, I think just learning how to cover local news in a smaller time. I was in Austin, Minnesota. I was in Fergus Falls. Uh-huh. Um, just learning how to do the job right out of college. I had, like, I did an internship in college where um, I was a sports intern. I did a few feature stories, like, over a summer, but nothing like, you know, day-to-day daily paper. And these were a couple daily papers. Um you know, small town, just learning how to cover like a city council meeting and the and crime stay meeting. awake. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right? Uh, school board meetings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, just learning how to, how to do that and how to kind of have the pulse of the community. And I had, you know, a really get the, it was small newsroom in Austin. Um, really good reporter that I worked with. Um, we'd been in the business a while. 
Kay, who's one of my dear friends now, Mm -hmm. we're still in touch all the time. And so getting help from her and just saying, okay, this is, this is what, what I need to do. And even going out and covering like breaking news, um, listening to the scanner, the first, the first, um, like piece of breaking news I ever went on. It was funny because it was like a garage fire, shed fire or something. So I went out to it with the camera, got this great photo of it. It was like up in flames. And I got back and the editor on duty was like, well, that's, oh my gosh, that is such a great photo. Like what? I was like, oh, is this not what all like fire calls are like? And then come to realize, yeah, no, most of the time you're going to get there and there's nothing. There's like, there's some smoke or, you know, it's really not a big deal. So that was kind of interesting for my first piece of, of breaking news. But yeah, I think just those jobs being so important. And that's what I had heard too, is go somewhere smaller smaller market and kind of learn how to report and really do the job well. Um, so I think, again, that's, you know, those weren't sports jobs, which is what I wanted to do, but I mean, just learning how to do it and how to tell stories. Cause so much of sports reporting too, is talking to people and telling their stories and mm-hmm. profile stories and, and all that. So. What is your biggest piece of advice then for like, um, whether it's a, a girl or a guy, that they see, oh my gosh, I want to work for the twins. I want to do that. And and sometimes they feel like they can just jump from college into, into doing that. And if you start listing off all the places you work, sometimes they get glazed over and they don't want to do that. But what would be the biggest piece of advice that you would give someone right out of school that wants to hold on and do their dream job and, and not just get a nine to five? Sure. Um, networking is huge. That's probably another piece that I really learned a ton about along the way, uh, especially a few years ago as I was getting into freelance, which I never really set out to do. It just kind of happened and snowballed that way. Right. And that's where I was finding opportunities. Um, but just meeting with people because like I think I said earlier, so many of the things that I do freelance, it's because I met someone here. I met a lot of people at Target Field or you know, I think the freelancing for me started with like one football game that I covered because I'd worked as a copy at answering phones, taking sports scores at the Star Tribune before I'd even got my first news job in Austin. And so I'd kept in touch with people there and David LeVake said, yeah, we're looking for someone to cover football games. So that was really how that got started. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, the, you know, the books, um, yeah, pretty much anything I have listed of like any of my bylines where I've written freelance, it's because I'm connecting with people, meeting with people, following them on social media. You know, I know sometimes people don't think that's a big deal necessarily. Like I don't do social media or maybe not so much of this business. Um, I think people have a good pulse on it, but, you know, connecting with people, setting up, you know, coffee meetings or Zoom meetings. I know people, the pandemic kind of changed how we meet with people. Right. just staying connected. And it's not necessarily about, Hey, I need a job, right? What do you have or something like that? It's because I didn't, you know, go around asking people for jobs. It was tell me about you. Because once I kind of shifted, because I was kind of, I was kind of nervous. I'd gone to a networking job search group and the gal who runs it said, you know, networking is, is huge. And I was kind of nervous to get into it because I'm like, well, kind of shy sometimes, you know, I'm an introvert. I don't, what am I going to ask these people? And then I realized, light bulb, I can 
treat it like an interview. Yeah, I can ask some questions <laughs> Which about I them, do. right? Yeah. yeah, so I turn around like, well, let me find out about these people and what they like about their jobs and their what was their career path like and see if there's anything you can learn there and keep in touch. And, um, and also, you know, like for me, I started a sports blog out of college because I wasn't able to write about sports for any job. Mm. So I just put it up on my own site. You know, I put stuff, I put a website together, which is kind of an online portfolio. So doing things like that to keep your skills sharp or to kind of put yourself out there, I think is really important too. Like podcasting is huge, <laughs> you know, um, that's something I haven't jumped into like starting my own, but mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have done that or, you know, the video side of social media is huge too with right. TikTok and YouTube and everything. So try to do something that even if you're not working your field, you're keeping your skills up and doing something to keep your name out there. Who's the coolest person that you've met doing your freelance stuff? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I've talked, I do a lot of phone interviews yeah. too. Like I talk to that a counts, lot of people. So yeah, like, um, like for USA Hockey, I talked to a lot of big names in, in hockey. But one of the, one of the coolest stories that I really enjoyed doing was about Winnie, Winnie Broat. Yeah, um, I love her. She is one of the nicest people I've ever oh, met. I know, too. unbelievable. Um, and so, because I did a story right before the pandemic actually where I, said, you know, if I'm going to do this story about her, I should really do it. So it ended up being a really long piece, talked to a lot of people. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's her and I don't know, I, off the top of my head, I'm not really yeah, not really sure, yeah. I guess. But that's one of my favorite stories I've, I've ever done because um, it was a chance to really talk about her and how much she and her family have done for girls hockey, women's hockey yeah. and in Minnesota and nationwide, too. I mean, I think there's so many girls that have opportunities is a lot of the things that they've done. And I love when you said you're an introvert because I, you know, talked to some young, young women and they said, I'd love to get into it, Dom, but I'm not an extrovert like you. And I'm like, I'm actually not an extrovert. I'm an ambivert. And I didn't even know that existed until a couple of years ago. And I said, yes, because sometimes I am introverted. Sometimes I'm extroverted, but usually around just my friends. But I would say, I think this career and this job have made me more of an extrovert. Um, but it's not all the time. So people are like, what? But you're talking to people all the time. I said, when I was growing up, I would not even ask a store clerk where something was. Like, and my dad is Brooklyn, bull in a china shop. He'd be like, oh my God, let me go ask, right? <laughs> and so i like, I don't know. I'd, I'd prefer to just wander around the store and try to find it myself. Um, and I, I still remember being that way. Like even in high school, I could not call to order pizza. I'm like, no, no, no. And hand off to my brother. So yeah. I get that. You know, some people are like, oh, you da, da, da. I go, no, I start off behind the scenes and I knew the sports. And I, you know, my first boss was like, well, you're writing it and you're, you're picking highlights and you're writing scripts and you're handing it off for someone else to say, why don't you just say it yourself? And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> um, so it didn't come naturally, but it's almost like when actors and actresses say that they're kind of shy, but then they can step into a role. It's similar to that, but I also think the experiences of, I can ask people questions. Why I got into this business is I like telling other people's stories. Right. So exactly. if I concentrate on them, it's totally different. You know, so like if I'm doing an on-camera interview, 
I'm actually just, I'm talking, I don't even think that I'm on camera, you know, until, you know, your parents used to come like your hair was sticking up, you know, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> all right, I have to yeah. be aware of that, yeah. but it is about the other person. So I think that gives a lot of help for people that, and maybe young kids out of college, they're like, well, I want to go into this, but I am not extroverted. I am not going to be putting up TikToks of me in my outfit and talking to this celebrity. It doesn't have to be that way. That's right. so freeing. I'm glad that yeah. you brought that up. Yeah, it, it it doesn't. I mean, you don't have to like change who you are. I mean, it's, you know, I would say that's maybe more why I gravita gravitated toward the writing side mm -hmm. necessarily. Like I never had the inkling that I want to go on TV or I want to, you know, be Don Mitchell or Marnie Gellner or whoever else. Like I wanted to be more on the writing side. So yeah. I think I made that choice. But yeah, I don't think it's something that you have to be afraid of I guess there you know there are still certain times where you beat yourself up like oh, why did I ask that question when I was interviewing like that was a you know as I'm listening and transcribing back I'm like oh, I could have just said it this way Audra Martin you know? said that too in one of our interviews yeah. like yeah I probably shouldn't have said it that way yeah. you know we all do that right we all do that yeah so there's you know and I know I think if you were to ask the other person that you're interviewing they'd probably be like what are you talking about it was like I didn't notice anything exactly like, it was fine so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what are your, um, do you have anything that's coming up big or what are your, and sometimes people don't like to say their goals and their dreams, but if you could, you know, have that vision board target of something that you want to do, um, w what would it be if you want to share it with us? Yeah, I don't know if I really, <laughs> really have just the big, huge goal. Vision you want to write some dreams. more books? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll, I would, we'll see, for one, but, love to read them. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. especially I love the line. It's just me. I love celebrating other women in sports. And so those, those first few books, and I know that that was a minute ago, but they were so good. Um, and I really appreciate that because I, and it's not just for women. There's a lot of men going, I didn't know that. I didn't. Oh, wow. She's been doing that. And she worked X, Y, and Z to get there. Um, I think people really need to kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I mean, the, the women in sports media book too, like that was something I learned a lot about too, writing that because I went back, you know, decades ago or whenever, and I'm learning about these experiences of other reporters and just seeing how, you know, how far things have come, I guess that made me appreciate now being able to go to a press box. And I've been fortunate where I haven't really had a lot of those bad experiences yeah. that women have sometimes and stereo, you know, getting stereotyped and all of that, or being, you know, just comments made towards you that, that kind of thing. I mean, the most I've had is sometimes at a high school game, people earlier on, especially would mistake me for a student or something and right. say, Oh, you're, what do you do in your homework? No, I'm not. I'm covering the game. And like, now you're like, thanks <laughs> for thinking I'm that young. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah it's turned a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I learned a lot doing those books and I, I've always, it's funny to think about, you know, how long I've been doing freelancing now, because like I said, I didn't really set out to do it. It just kind of snowballed. And so I've always felt like I'm just, I'm continuing to build and I keep, I'm, I'm and freelance is hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is not. hard <laughs> to keep finding those gigs and, yeah. and what they turn out to be. So kudos for you for yeah. that. I always say, Oh, that's, it's freedom. In terms of your yeah. schedule. Yeah. 
but not really much with anything else. It's a hard life. No. Yeah, it's it's tough. And I, I mean, very grateful and thankful to have my parents in my corner and have supported me through everything that I've done. So, I mean, without that, I don't know that I would have been able to take this track necessarily. Mm -hmm. So very, very grateful for that. But yeah, it's, it's tough. It's not, <laughs> it's not always easy. There's definitely the cycles of frustration sometimes like, oh, what am I doing? You know, you have those doubts. It's like, well, maybe I should just, you know, I, I don't know what it is, go do something else. But then you're like, well, but this is what I like and this is what I love to do. So what else would I go do kind of? Well, that's what I, one thing that I admire about you, because I, I was very similar um, and I wanted to follow my passion and I didn't want to sell out like I, and, and not that other people have, because I think when people decide to go a different route and they don't have to do sports journalism, they don't have to do what we're doing. Um, it was a turning point for them where they made a decision like that was done. And now I want to do this. But when I was first starting out, I saw it as, I know this is my dream. Um, it wasn't a dream I had like right out of college, you know, um, it's like the more people I met, I'm like, oh, I really, I did an internship. I really like this. Like, I think I want to pursue this rather than, and there was some pressure from my friends in college, like, you're not making any money. <laughs> like you got student loans. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go live with five other roommates and eat ramen noodles for two years. You know, like that's what I'm going to do. Um, and I'm glad I did because I think I would have been disappointed in myself if I gave up on my dream just because it was hard. And, and so what you're saying is everything that kind of, I believe, you know, like now you're, you're seeing the fruits of your, your labors, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, the, I always say the variety of things I get to do is what keeps it fun and, and fresh too, because getting to cover, I mean, yeah, the, the twins and the, the high school state tournaments has been a lot of fun. Um, especially hockey's right up there. Some yeah. of my favorites, you know, covering the wild a little bit too. And just, so the variety is, is fun. And then just the stories that I, I get to tell. I mean, one of my favorite things is, you know, if you're doing an interview with someone or whatever, and they'll say something and it's like that light bulb goes on, like, yes, that is okay. That's going to be my lead. Or that's, that's the money quote right there. That's what I'm going to focus on. Like there's something like that, that comes up that's surprising or you don't, you don't even know is coming from, you know, talking to someone after a game or, you know, then finding out some other piece of information like, Oh, wait a minute. That was something I didn't even know. Like that is really cool. I'm going to, I'm going to write about that. I mean, that's, one of the coolest things and if you're you know driving home for a game if I'm going home to write or whatever you kind of are writing the story in your head a little bit yes and that's that's so much better than like oh I don't know what I'm gonna write about like this is there's not much and not you know not every game is gonna be great or not every story is gonna be you know worthy of like oh, this is the best thing ever sometimes it's just well this is a little more average I'm just telling the story it's nothing not a resume day. Not a resume day. Yes. <laughs> um, but it is so fun when you have those moments and you're you're talking to to people that it's like, oh yes, that's really cool. Yeah. I wanna I wanna share that and share people's stories. Well, Heather, thank you so much for being on this podcast. If 
any of you out there listening, um, 12 books, I wrote them all down. I'm not going <laughs> to give you the whole list, but the one thing, the one I now want to read, Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers, that is now on my list to find. And I know I'm a little bit older than the people that you write for, but I love all of these and, and especially goats of auto racing. I used to do an, an auto racing show in Chicago. I was kind of thrown into it. Now I kind of like that. So, um, a lot of those things are interesting. So if you have a chance, check out Heather rules books, she's got a whole list of them. Also social media, follow the twins. You can follow her as well. Cause your, um, what is your Twitter handle? Is it written Just- rule of well, that's my hashtag assert. That's a hashtag. Okay. <laughs> Written rule of sports. Yes. Um, but uh, just Clever, by the way. HL, HL rule, H-L-R-U-L-E on All right. Twitter and Instagram. That's most of my socials. So, yes. yeah. Well, thank you so much, not only for being a strong woman, and um, but also staying true to yourself while you tell other people's stories. I really admire that about you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you asking me to be on your podcast. I like, I told you before I've listened to all of them so far and I like, you've had a lot of good guests, but very relatable stories from other women in sports. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And thanks for rocking out with me on my birthday. Oh, of course. That was so much fun. I was so glad I, I came. It was funny. Nadine was there. I, she walked in and she said, I haven't seen you like in society because I only (laughs) see her. Like if I go to cover a gopher game, I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm working all the time. So I, I don't go and do things a lot. So, but that was so much fun. And yes. Jim's band just rocked it. It was yes. so good. That was so such a great night. Yes. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We'll have you on yeah. again. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>